millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the summer season of the Compulsion Podcast or... If you're listening on the other half of the world, the winter season, the holiday season, we like to call it. This is another little Patreon sample pack for you guys. We've got two special exclusive podcasts on the Patreon that we do. One is called Generic Movie Podcast, which you saw a couple of episodes of last week. This one is our $5 tier. It is called Film Franchise Follow-Ups. In this, we look back at a franchise we've covered in the past and consume another piece of media that is related to that franchise so you know sometimes it's just a movie that's come out in the time since we've covered the 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 franchise and sometimes you know it's a tv show that spun off from it and i'm of course richard you guys recognize my voice you guys know who i am i'm recording quite quietly at the moment because it is the middle of the night this episode is due out in 45 minutes and we are just scrambling to put it together i'm just waiting for aj to message me the episodes of film franchise follow-ups that we are going to be putting on this episode. So here we go. Um, He has said uh, it will be Monsters at Work and then Petite Ava. So this is the Disney Plus show that was a spin-off from Monsters, Inc. and Monsters University, which uh, deals with Monsters at Work. And then that's just going to roll straight into another episode about a show called Petite Ava. It's We explain what it is in the episode, but it's a very, very strange spin-off of Neon Genesis Evangelion, which we cover the movies. And we both uh, happened to watch the TV show when we covered that episode. So go, out, go back and check out that episode if you want us to see us dive into the world of anime. I will be back at the end of the show for a wee, just a wee little outro, um, and then, yeah, we'll uh, enjoy these two episodes. And welcome to bloody, what's it bloody called? Uh, film franchise follow-ups. Currently clicking out of everything that uh, distracts me, which I usually do before we start recording. That's what I've Someone done. I, I did that. Just sent me a Facebook message. Um, so this is film franchise follow-ups on the Cold Popture Patreon, where you guys pay for it and we watch it. We, we return to a franchise that we've covered before and review and discuss uh sort of a, an extra addition to that franchise that maybe is a movie that came out after we covered it or in this case a tv show spin-off and Ooh. richard what are we talking about today uh today we're talking about monsters at work that's right monsters at work at i know, I know work? you're thinking normally humans are the ones who go to work but uh in this mm. show it's monsters and um i tell you what um antics uh, uh ensue yeah i agree so this is a uh 
the the sort of third entry into the Monsters Inc. universe um, after Monsters Inc. and Monsters University, um, which was a prequel to Monsters Inc. So this is set. It's I I thought it was set after the entirety of Monsters. It's Inc., not yeah because Wikipedia describes yeah. it as a midquel. Yeah, so it's I mean it's it's ostensibly a sequel to Monsters Inc. It's just technically it takes place technically or at least season one. Scene. one. Yeah, there's yeah. one scene of Monsters Inc. that takes place after this, which is actually kind of interesting. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and so basically, it is about uh, if you remember the end twenty years ago, at the end of Monsters Inc., <laughs> they converted from scare power to laugh power, and it sort of mainly follows Mike and Sally, who are now like running Monsters Inc., and a new kid, a new employee, who was a really good scarer at Monsters University and has now entered the workforce, finding that he is completely What he's useless. been training for is obsolete. Yeah, uh, because which now is, they tell jokes instead of give kids yeah. rights. Uh, and let's get this out of the way. That is a phenomenal premise. Uh, for yeah, it's a, like, it, it's fantastic. Because this is a show that, you and I have been anticipating quite heavily. Like the the mm. idea of a Monsters Inc. spin off TV series is like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, about. And then it's like, okay, so it's a sequel, all right, that's interesting. Oh, and you know, Mike and Sally are coming back, all right. And then finding out it's a, it's going to be focusing on a young scarer who's you know graduating yeah. and is you know that's they, such a good idea yeah. and it's because the the end of monsters inc is obviously this like happy go lucky but it's like this is fucking over so many people and mm. it's going to be so hard for those scarers the the professional scarers to then you know you're you're forced to learn something completely new and like um yeah you know like we see at the end of monsters inc that mike's really good at it and sally isn't so much yeah and so the first season just finished on disney plus um this past which week. is why this episode's late it is this um, is august's episode um, yeah but the last episode came out on september 1st yeah so and i i was so excited for this primarily because i'm a big pixar fan and something i thought was really interesting is in the in the movies they decide to turn into franchises is like what what like how different monsters inc is compared to toy story mm. or cars because monsters inc tends to be the one that they want to be a little bit more experimental with monsters university is their only prequel um and mm. of all the pixar worlds monsters inc or monstropolis is the one i want to explore the most so yeah. i was like yeah do a sequel tv series because monsters inc is the franchise you guys have that you experiment with and when it was announced i thought it was just gonna be like um you know setting the world and, and using logos and stuff to promote it but it wouldn't have anyone returning back uh but it has yeah. billy crystal john goodman um all those you know pretty much every character who's not for plot reasons not in the story anymore is mm. is back in the story along with ben feldman mindy carling henry winkler lucas neff and alana ubach um who play various uh, different characters as well i was looking so forward to this richard and i've got to tell you i'm pretty disappointed by this <laughs> <laughs> yeah i am um, um, yeah. yeah i watched the because they, they released the first two episodes in one go and mm. i think it was the same night um loki started something like that yeah yeah or second episode of loki or something like that and so 
Um, you know, obviously, like Loki is Loki's the one that you more have to be up to date with the conversation. So that's mm. you prioritize that. And that's like, okay, I've got two episodes of Monsters at Work to watch. Um, and I watched the first one and I was like, oh, I don't feel like watching the second one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just like it, it was just underwhelming and the kind of like. So, so what happens in the show is that he goes in being like, hey, I'm your new scarer. It's me, Tyler Tuskman. And, um, they put him into MIFT, which is the facilities team. And mm. then, so that's his sort of ragtag group of that, of, you know, people that he's also trying to work his way out of, mm-hmm. um, throughout the, the, yeah. the, the, the series. Yeah. And, like as i said my expectations from the show went from being like oh this will be a fun thing for kids to oh they got billy crystal and john goodman back holy shit this might actually be really cool and after watching it i'm like ah, oh, it's a thing for kids except it's not really that good for i don't know it's a workplace comedy how effective is that for kids but yeah. but like this is not um the same caliber as like loki is to the mcu this is more similar to the aladdin animated series like that sort of the hercules animated series it's just it just for some reason came out 20 years after the first film instead of the next year um and i i pretty yeah pretty disappointed with it i I don't like the character designs of any of the new characters. I think they're all not very aesthetically pleasing. Well, they, they've all been done before, yeah. I think, um, like, Tyler Tuskman is an all right um, protagonist, I think. But, like, it, it, I know it's not a Pixar show. Like, Pixar actually went involved in the show. Um, it's more, like, akin to planes as to cars kind of thing. Oh, is it but, really? Um, I didn't realize that till like, literally right now. That's so interesting. That explains it's, it's a lot. based on characters created by Pixar, mm. but it's not Pixar. Um, and so, like, Pixar's known for their, like, incredible casting and stuff like this. I don't think that uh, Ben Feldman is a good Tyler Tuskman. No? No. Like, there's just something off about it. And, um, like, Mindy Kaling's fun as Val. Um, Henry Winkler as Fritz. I, I, I really don't, like, the animation obviously suffers, and it's kind of like... It's, you know, the animation looks 20 years behind. It looks like on par with the original Monsters, Inc. kind of. Um, but I think uh, Henry Winkler's great, but I think his character, for some reason, looks the worst. Like, mm. it's not lit as well. There's something weird that his he's character got, like, stood out to me. His, he's got the fur on that you would see on something like a seal. So very short. Yeah, like an otter or something. Yeah, yeah very short fur, which doesn't look anywhere near as impressive as the more fuzzy hairy yeah. characters um so yeah i didn't really like any of the characters nor did i like the character designs and i was like well at least half of every episode is about mike and sally um billy crystal is carries this thing on his fucking back because mike has a lot of play in the series and billy crystal i mm. think is more or less giving it his all john goodman is not being paid enough to be here. He is the the reason I was excited for the show was they got John Goodman back. He is the worst part of the show. He is so unenthusiastic. Like I think mm. of like how passionate Sully is in Monsters Inc. and how like everything's so important to him. And this it just feels he feels so like yep, pay, you, you you know what I mean. Like he's clearly not being paid enough, mm. so he's doing the bare minimum uh, voice acting job for them and it's such a disappointment um yeah i just i thought john goodman was was so sounds so lazy and un, it's all and it's all lines you can tell they just quietly feed to him on the day would have done this all in a day mm. and it's things like um like a, a, like a, this is from a recent episode which is why i remember it that um that 
uh, Mike is doing like a drill sergeant bit with all these with all the new jokesters, and uh, there's this close up where he's face to face with Tyler, who's much taller than him. Then it cuts back to uh, Sully is holding Mike and like <laughs> up off the ground because Mike's too short, and Sully goes like, "Mike, can I stop holding you now?" And it's like every line is said with that same yeah. lack of conviction. It's he's it's he's so bad. In it. I was so <laughs> knowing now that it's not actually Pixar makes me feel a little bit better about it because I thought this yeah. whole time that it was Pixar and that that this I because like watching it I was like so many of these these episodes they feel like in the um the, what fourteen years between Monsters Inc and Monsters University so many of these episodes are the um the the plot ideas they wrote down for monsters inc follow-ups that they were like ah this probably isn't good enough you know how like certain filmmakers are always like oh we need to find the right story before we make Mm. a sequel we want this is like full of of little plots which aren't the right story to continue the monsters inc story with yeah like uh, although like as part of me is even like okay why don't we have like a because because you hit the nail on the head and that's exactly what i thought as well that like the aladdin or the hercules tv series Mm. that it's like oh yeah these are fun but it's like i think just because it's monsters inc we expected better and i think this has kind of been a lot of the the disney plus sort Mm. of shows have kind of had this sort of vibe to them where it's like ah kind of kind of thought it was gonna be better yeah um but it's not it's not horrible no um uh, apart from High School Musical, the musical, the series, but I'm the only person in the world that has that opinion. I don't think High School Musical, the musical, the series is amazing. Yeah, but I do you think ha- it's horrible? Um, I thought it was horrible in some parts. Yeah, well, I think it's horrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know. It's almost one of those things that like, maybe a, like, like a Scrub season nine thing where it's like, maybe uh mike and sully being back is actually holding the series back Mm -hmm. yeah that could definitely be it you know like just just give us a thing a world like you know season episode one mike and sully are going on like a a ceo's retreat to learn how to run a business and they pop up in episode 10 as well or something like that yeah like vin diesel and the fast and furious animated hard out actually yeah (laughs) um rather than kind of trying to insert them into the plot but i get why you would do that um but yeah, because also like the like I said, the the idea is such a good thing that it's like a scarer like having his world shaken by changing to to laugh power. But also the Monsters Inc. facilities team is such an interesting idea to explore. Like the guys mm. that the the bottom rung of of Monsters Inc. And the again, like like the idea of all the characters worked for me. Like the enthusiastic boss played by Henry Winkler, which in one of those ones where it's like I think they nailed the casting on that. And that is actually like, if you were to be casting in Monsters Inc. 3 or Monsters Inc. 2, mm, if you need to put it But if they were making like, if they were making a movie and Pixar was making it, they would, would could and would probably still cast Henry Wickler in that role. Um, yeah, yeah. And same with Mindy Kaling. Like they, they definitely feel like the kind of, there are those are they tv actors are they movie actors that would be able to bridge that Mm. gap kind of thing and pixar tends to use tv actors a lot anyway but then you the the other characters what there's one that's like a a crab um called cutter 
and her, her running joke is just like explaining how various members of the the MIFT that's the the team is called the facilities team mm-hmm. how various members of MIFT have died in horrible gruesome deaths which yeah. is a pretty funny running gag for a kids show um but then there's Duncan who's like he wants um uh what's his name Fritz uh, Henry Winkler's character he wants his job and but like every single problem in the show is because of Duncan and it's this, and it's all stuff of like Tyler will be doing something he's like no let me do it and he's like he's like a discount John Lovitz which is like would be a lot more charming if he was actually voiced by John Lovitz mm. and then they fight and then Duncan fucks something up and you know shuts down Monsters Inc for a week and then he's like well Tyler you really fucked the pooch on this one mm. and then he just walks <laughs> off and it's like actually and there's one bit where like he's in a vending machine and he's getting like fully mutilated and it's like I would actually just let him die. Like that. Like this show would be so much. Like he's not even like a fu- a foil for the protagonist. He's just a fucking asshole and with no redeeming qualities. And every plot is is predicated on him just fucking yeah. something up and blaming Tyler. Yeah, I can understand that. And then it's like, and and then he gets to the end of the episode and they go, "All oh, right, we're all friends again." And then you know Duncan will refuse to say something nice or admit fault. Mm. um and yeah it's it's just it, fuck it it's insufferable and it's, it's it is annoying because i feel i feel so cheated by as i said before like my expectations of what this could have been because they were low then high and then ended up being about what i thought it was going to be to begin with and but mm. but what's what what i can't shake now is when they announced that that the two big leads were returning it was like well, shit. Let's ma- let's make this as good as the the first, and uh, depending on your opinion, second film as mm. well. Like, like this could have been a lot better, and I think that's what gets me. Is like, it's disappointing to see, uh, it just be so lack of like. There's just such a lack of trying to make this anything special. I think. Um, mm. there is there's some stuff I liked. I think I think in keeping with the yeah. the two films. Uh, I I've always really loved the world building of Monsters Inc. and the world building in this is still really fun and really cool. And yeah, and I will say as well, like the when I when I started the show and I was like, oh god, and I was like, I know we're going to do this for film for just follow ups. I can't be bothered watching it. And I did. I watched the remaining nine episodes in the last forty eight hours, but mm-hmm. the it does pick up in the second half. I think by the end of it, I enjoyed it a lot more than right. I did at the start and i will also say that um there's an episode number seven called adorable returns um that was easily the best episode of the show for me um and this was one of those like this is why you make the show this is um monsters at works 5-0 right <laughs> um the, the like better call soul yeah. um so this this is where, where tyler is accidentally banished uh, he finds the banishment door and get and you know what it goes to the himalayas meets the abominable snowman or the adorable snowman he likes to be called and then he's let back out into the world of monsters inc he's unbanished and everyone is telling these stories of like oh my god i heard he was banished because of this 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 and this and everyone's horrified by him but then we find out that the reason he was banished is that he saw the plans for the scream extractor from the, mm. the original film um and so water news so that you know the, the antagonist in the original film had him banished and so it's like he never actually did yeah. anything wrong it's like he should be heralded as a hero for trying to expose this um and then so 
Sully, who's now the CEO of, of Monsters, Inc., unbanishes him and promotes him to being the official snow cone maker of Monsters, Inc. And it was like, it's just one of those, like, yeah, this is why you make a show. This is this is a bow. Yeah, like a of loose course end. you yeah. wrap up in, in, this, in this season. Yeah, and John Ratzenberger does return to play adorable snowman. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I like that one as well. Um, I didn't know if I necessarily liked the episode, but uh, episode four, the big Wazowskis, um, you see a blue version of whatever species of of monster yeah. Mike is, <laughs> yeah. and I liked that. I do like that sort of thing of of like like Futurama is really good with like Futurama has a finite Making amount blue versions of, of, stuff. of <laughs> Futurama has a finite amount of species of aliens, and they reuse the same instead of just creating. You, you know so i like that yeah the that easy see, for the is as well <laughs> yeah yeah and i like that you see recurring species of monsters in um monsters inc and stuff yeah i also think and it's like it, it to me it absolutely must be intentional but the fact that monsters a monsters inc tv series would do a bowling episode that like when when you have bowling for screams the PC game all oh, right yeah <laughs> and so it's like they're doing a bowling episode and i was like this is absolutely has to be a reference right <laughs> That's like because because in my head obviously like bowling and monsters inc are so like intrinsically linked mm, yeah. um that then to do that um one other thing is that each episode ends with mike's comedy class which is like a little sketch because in this series mike is doing a comedy class and you kind of get his um uh yeah like just one one lesson at the end of each episode is a little sketch the first one is in the second episode and it's him like singing a little song and i was like what the fuck is this garbage oh my god <laughs> and like like it's it's the the little stings that you would have between shows on disney channel and i was like are these all going to be musical or like, or is this just the only one? You know, I didn't know the, what the pattern was yet. Um, and then some of them, as they went on, got better. But I was like, the first one, I'm like, just just have the episode be three minutes shorter. You, you're not limited um, <laughs> because you're on streaming. And I, like, I thought that was fucking garbage. And I was like, <laughs> after so after two episodes, I was like, this show sucks. Yeah, and I think as Mike's comedy class is like that the caliber of something like forky asks a question where it's like you could release all of these as their own thing mm. and you, I, i'm kind of like i don't know if the rest of the show is good enough to exist without the like the i agree that the adorable snowman one is the best one but you know you could do a 20 minute short film and establish that same you know <laughs> like i don't i don't know i'm i'm i really really am disappointed with with how average and not necessarily terrible but how average this was and and i did i did think it was, it was going to be a lot better than it was um there's a there's a really interesting um character arc with tyler as well which i don't know how i feel about because he comes in he's like i'm gonna be a scarer and his first day of the job they're not scaring anymore and he's like oh damn I'm, i gotta learn how to be a comedian and he's really bad at being a comedian and by the end of the season he's become friends with everyone at miffed and there, there's basically like he, he ends up getting in good graces and they offer him a comedian a jokester role but there's this push and pull of like does he follow his dream or does he does he um embrace his new his new community and i was sitting there watching which, the movie is, and, yeah yeah i was sitting there sitting there watching the show and i was like i don't actually know what 
I should want him to do because I mm. think I think especially with with the the theme of Monsters University which is like mm. you're not going to be good at everything so you've got to actually find fulfillment in what you are good at right I think that's such a beautiful theme and and so knowing that Monsters Inc plays in the wheelhouse of that kind of thematic ideas I was like okay but if I'm Tyler Tuskman I really don't want to stay at Mift you know yeah, but yeah. he's also not good at at being a jokester. He ends up becoming a jokester, which I guess is what I would prefer. But yeah, I don't know. It's what do you think? Of well, that? they are making a second season, so it makes the, where the second season is going to go interesting as well. That's true. Yeah. Um, because it's like, is it just a story of uh, jokesters now? Like it's just Monsters Inc. but with laughs. Mm. Um, yeah, we do see the epilogue of Monsters Inc. as well, and and because it's because if you go back and watch the end of Monsters Inc., the canisters are bigger. Um, they are. I was going to ask about that. And then it's like in the series, you find out the the backstory of why they have bigger canisters, mm. um, which is like yeah, which is a fun little thing. But then Mike comes out of his door. And he says something like, "Oh, you know, filled up the canister. Like, yeah, I guess I'm real funny." And then sully says on oh, the fact that laugh power is 10 times more powerful than screams has nothing to do with it which in the movie is like a one of those you know you cut to a new scene you have the characters um explain what yeah. you already know but um in the in the tv show it's so stupid <laughs> like because you you've been working you've been working with with um with laughs for a whole season now and yeah. it's like yeah it, it makes no like why would he be comparing it to screams at this point mm. <laughs> when he's when we've seen a whole season like a month or two <laughs> where they've been using laugh power yeah yeah and th- that's that final scene is recreated um in a, in a really interesting way uh because it's it's all about it's from like Tyler's perspective so you see Sully like lift up his clipboard and look at what we know in Monsters Inc is a, is a picture that Boo drew mm. um but you don't see the picture because Boo's the not a part of, of this door, at all yeah. yeah yeah so in this you just see He does mention Boo though Yeah yeah but in this you just see him like look at it and then the the camera pans away and it's not not in like a dramatic way and like if you're looking out for it you'll notice sally mm. does the same movement from a different perspective um there is an episode is it episode two where um mike looks after a child oh that episode that, that sucked <laughs> man i thought that was so derivative of of boo from monsters inc a third episode yeah oh yeah and and the the character's name is snore which i did like i liked that you would mm. name yeah yeah what like the episode's weird though so because phlegm who we know from the movie is the one who falls on the jacks um Mm. a lot of jacks in the monsters inc i'm glad you brought that up there's so many like it's it's just unrealistic how many jacks we see them all the time right i think we see them outside the context of phlegm no we do you you, when when tyler's practicing with the 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 like simulation Oh, yeah. you see well jacks. it's like yeah they work like, for phlegm so i imagine i've you know, never seen trouble. a jack in real life <laughs> i've only ever seen them in monsters Inc. <laughs> but yeah so the, the, the whole plot is is based on the fact so that phlegm sneezes in a little girl's bedroom and his sneezes acid and it you know burns a hole in this person's wall and so the the miffed team has to go in and like silently fix this wall without the parents knowing. Um, but the the mm. the stakes are we have to class if we don't fix it, we have to classify this as a dead door. And it's like 
should the stakes should be they might find out that monsters are real or something like that not yeah, we yeah. can't use this door again yeah because it's like okay yeah, yeah cool I just agree. throw out the door who cares yeah you throw out doors all the time what's 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 so wrong yeah. throwing out this one like or if you or if you were like you know this kid's one of our best laughers like mm. yeah the stakes are just oh we've got out of the billions of doors we have to use we'll lose mm. one unless we do this incredibly risky operation to fix the wall yeah 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 uh yeah okay so any other thoughts on this series any other anything anything else you want to talk about uh you excited for season two i don't think i'll watch it i just i, I was so- yeah i uh, i feel like i might like being in lockdown at the moment definitely helped and also the fact yeah. that so the episode's like 23 minutes but like all disney plus shows the credits are like seven minutes long yeah yeah <laughs> so they're, they're quite sure <laughs> oh i do want to say though actually Fuck the Monsters Inc. theme music is good. And did you notice like what they do with it in each each show, each episode? What, what do you mean? That the the um, arrangement of the Monsters Inc. theme tune during the credits of each episode mm. is. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Inspired by something. So like bagpipes will appear in one episode and then in the credits it's the yeah, Monsters yeah. Inc. theme on bagpipes and, and stuff. Like I, I I would watch episodes and be like, what is the credits music gonna be this episode? Like I was I'd try yeah, to figure yeah, it nice. out ahead yeah. of time. Yeah, I didn't notice that. <laughs> but um but yeah, just like their opening because is there opening music in Monsters University? I don't know. Because sure. I was like, th- th- this has to weirdly be one of the like most iconic pieces of music that only appears in one film. You know, it's been used more now, mm. but it's like, oh, what a beautiful piece of music. Same with like the Incredibles theme again that now has a sequel, but um, like the Incredibles theme music is like so recognizable, and it's weird that it's not like because you you think of you know the the most iconic sort of movie scores and it's shit like star wars indiana jones the avengers it's like stuff that you know because it reoccurs in a lot of films yeah, rocky yeah. is another great example yeah yeah i'm the um the i think that the um the mu- the monsters inc theme got thrust into memehood as well because people would like blast it over their school speakers and stuff so i think that might be another reason it stayed in the <laughs> in the zeitgeist um but yeah, uh, I, if people are listening to this to find out whether or not they should watch it, I'd say it's not really that good and it's not even really that good for kids because it's, yeah, it, it feels it's, like well, it's got like adult humor, but it's not funny. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. It's boring. It's boring. I think that's the problem. Yeah, the, the reviews aren't, aren't great. It's got a 65% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is like, yeah, that's probably mm. right. It's just yeah. good enough. <laughs> yeah um and i watched the first couple episodes of doug days last night which is oh, yeah. the the up spin-off which is like little 10 minute episodes about doug from um up which is interesting as well because uh ed asner is, reprises his role as carl mm. in it who died like three days before, before came we were recording yeah. um which is interesting but and like watching that and no that actually is pixar i think so watching that i'm like 
This what I, it makes sense because I was like, why has all the love gone into Doug Days over mm. Monsters at Work? So Doug Days, was Doug good. Days is a, it, it's fine. It's it's it, again the stakes are a lot lower. It's these shorter little snippets that all got dropped at the same time, which feels yeah. like it's making a different statement to we're releasing a half hour sitcom each week, um, you know. So in that sense, it's like yeah, it's it's a. It, it delivers on its its much smaller promise, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Whereas I felt like Monsters Universe, Monsters at Work, had a bigger, bigger promise, which it did not deliver on. I don't think. Damn. Which is a shame because I really, really wanted this to be good. And that's all we have time for here on the Cold Kia ora, everybody. Clap was late. Oh, oh, no. oh, no. Welcome along, everyone, to Film Franchise Follow-Ups on the Patreon podcast, on the Patreon Cold Popship mm. podcast, where we revisit a franchise from the mother show and look at something else under that uh, IP's umbrella and to kind of try and capitalise on... Um, the a pretty big episode for us um we thought we would we would return to the franchise we've covered most recently um and cover a evangelion neon genesis evangelion follow-up now i know you will be listening to this in october this is not part of our spooktober package (laughs) this is september's film franchise follow-up so please think of it as that yeah what are we going to do for spooktober's film franchise spook ups well we've got um halloween kills i guess We've got Halloween Kills. We've got the Muppets. We could make the Muppets. I think oh, yeah. it would make them officially the long, the most featured film franchise follow-up um, subject. I, I think, think if if right, we did yeah. if we did the Muppets because there'd be two. There'd be three. We've done we've done two already. We've done yeah we've done two already. What have we already done? We did the Muppets ABC. Yeah, and we before that we did the Muppets forty minute Christmas special. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That was relegated to mm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, we are going to be delving into a fascinating side <laughs> of Neon Genesis Evangelion today, everybody, because the thing we're going to be talking about is what this Patreon show was invented for. This is the maybe the strangest follow-up we've ever done. <laughs> I think it is um, when people were clamoring for Eva to get selected, when people were voting this is why this is why they wanting me to be mind blown by how weird it was the series and the movies were pretty weird but this this is what this is the twin peaks (laughs) so what are we talking what are we talking about what is this thing even called uh it's called petite ava colon avon galleon at school it's an at symbol yeah and it's uh yeah uh yeah so this is we mentioned it on the episode this is the the chibi uh mm. parody um or super deformed as a yeah they keep calling it, it super deformed which feels like and even the word parody feels like a misnomer like you can't do a parody of your own brain mm. but um but yeah like you you you'll be familiar with the style of like mm. animation um chibi if you're not familiar with it it's like 
a very specific caricature in like specifically an anime where it's like you've got the really small care like pop vinyls like yeah. a kind of chibi characters yeah, yeah. um really they're usually like yeah stubby limbs oversized heads um yeah 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 i guess uh, pop vinyls are kind of like the closest approximation and it's in worth saying culture. It's worth saying as well that um, there is a manga. There are two volumes of uh, Petite Ava manga, which we are not covering. We're covering the OVA, or the ONA, original net animation. Basically a TV series of one to three minute shorts, and there's 24 of them, and we watched all 24. Um, And it is set in... Uh, an alternate universe that you see briefly in the final episode of the anime uh where everyone's kind of in that universe it's like yeah yeah slightly adjacent to it yeah and uh basically everyone is going to high school um the notable differences being that there are three rays like the character Mm -hmm. ray there's three versions of her called the ray sisters uh and of course in what um sounds almost definitely like i'm making it up to troll anyone who's not familiar with the series uh ava unit one is also one of the classmates a chibi short version of ava unit unit one is one of the classmates who has a personality um who has uh his extension cord dangling out the back yeah um so there are 24 episodes of these and we watched them all and we were going to go through them maybe one by one but there's no like comprehensive list so i thought this might be a bit of a free fall episode where we just sort of trade stuff that blew our mind back and forth about <laughs> the series we're about to record a um an off week podcast as well which mm-hmm. i imagine will have a very similar energy so mm. um it's a very very loose uh couple of things we're recording Alrighty. and i can say things like this because you're on the patreon so you're you're already in deep if i said this on the main episode like we're recording a patreon episode it's like who gives a fuck but mm. you do that's why you pay us at least yep. five dollars a month at least so uh yeah 24 episodes of this thing and it is bananas where do we start it is it's so what did you think of the show um there are moments i thought it was buck wild (laughs) maybe how you went through that phase (laughs) i'd still i'm still in that phase um there's some kind of motorbike show going on today yeah just just at the kindergarten next door yeah you think you're safe. You think you're safe. You can record on a Saturday. There won't be you won't hear the kindy kids. But no. Some dipshit thinks they're cool because they can ride a motorcycle in the middle of a of a lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so i thought this was pretty interesting pretty entertaining in some parts it's it feels simultaneously like um a preschool kind of show at some points and Mm. then also uh deeply not that um Mm. very mature in some places there are episodes which feel uh like one joke is stretched out to three minutes which is kind of why it's funny um yeah and the the animation um there's not a lot of um like marketing art for this where it actually shows what the animation looks like like the the picture you'll see on the thumbnail of this episode will look like it's how it looks in the anime that's just the poster for the show um but it's it's done in sort of a very um cheap rudimentary cgi yeah yeah it is like as the last like 10 or maybe less this like eight or nine episodes are all like just over a minute and the rest of them are about three minutes i don't think that i think that's the way 
the bootleg website we watched yeah, is yeah. on ordered them. I don't yeah. think that's the actual order of the episodes. Yeah, yeah true. But um, it is. It does feel like a noticeable shift in the animation mm. style, though. But yeah, I mean, maybe yeah, maybe we just watch them in a random order, probably. But who knows? Because yeah, like you say, there isn't really a definitive list. But uh, yeah, it's it's a fun show. It's a silly show. I I did enjoy it more when it went down to the one minute kind of mark mm-hmm. and that's not even just like oh, i've got to get through these things i actually think that like just the storytelling uh the just the conciseness of the storytelling and it's just like this is a wacky idea it's over now <laughs> like yeah yeah um i should also say these aired from 2007 to 2009 that's maybe relevant um but no i agree i think that I do think that the shorter episodes were maybe funnier, but the longer ones felt more entrenched in Ava lore. Like, a lot of the shorter ones are just using the characters to be like... Like, there's one where Shinji is sleeping and their teacher, Mm. who is Masato, is trying to throw pieces of chalk at him and the whole two-minute long thing it's just him like inexplicably dodging all these pieces of chalk while he's sleeping <laughs> yeah and she pulls out like a giant this is my favorite one probably <laughs> she pulls out a giant um uh like machine gun and fires them and it does like a matrix style bullet time mm, sequence where yeah. he's asleep just like randomly falling around them and then it just cuts to a <laughs> shot of shinji's head um, so it ends and it's like, oh, you know, Shinji sleeps through the whole thing. And then it cuts to Shinji's head and then his eyes and like mouth. Like all his facial and features. His, uh, spin around and then rand, uh, land randomly. So, you know, everything's at a weird angle. And then it cuts to like this dramatic shot. Lightning strikes. It's inside the school. It's nighttime. And he bursts through the door, um, walking like a zombie into um, a, an empty classroom apart from Ava Unit 1 who just turns around and goes, ah! <laughs> and then the episode ends and it's like well might be three seconds long it's and then, very funny it's so funny because it just it just comes out of nowhere and then the next two episodes do the exact same thing with ray and then with oscar and it's like but it's the it's, same piece of animation it's just the, the character model has been yeah. changed each time it's yeah. so funny that first one i was just like this what is this what <laughs> like, is this there's so many yeah. moments that leave you going like what the fuck because the first episode we watch which is the first episode i think is called going to school uh and it it first of all wakes it 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 opens with ray two who is the one we know from the series because one Mm. of the ray sisters is like a little baby and yeah and the one's the the ray we know from the series and then one's the ray from that alternate reality scene in the finale yeah um she uses says on wikipedia she uses an automatic waffle iron like machine to instantly dress herself um and then Mm. while she's on her way to school she passes shinji and a giant bird shits on shinji uh which uh turns him into to a poop monster um and that's the that's what happens at the you know so like already we're kicking off with like this is fucking weird and it's it's one of those things where it's like i don't know what the sense of humor is because because of the like it's very lost scatological in, it's lost in, yeah yeah because of the lost in translation thing like i'm not sure mm, if it's actually cer- not poop. certain things are supposed to be funny there are multiple episodes where ava unit one is picking their nose and flicks it and the boogers are like 
Projectiles. like projectiles like they defeat little chibi versions of angels there's a couple mm. there's a two-parter episode which is essentially a remake of the best filler episode from yeah, the yeah. anime where, <laughs> yeah. where where um shinji like, and i love that yeah, it wasn't important enough for the rebuilds but they put it in yeah yeah where they they have to learn how to dance and move in tandem to defeat an ava unit uh, sorry an angel that can that's essentially doing a hydra like can clone itself whenever it's hit mm. um and it, yeah there's there's stuff like that there's there's all sorts of things where it's like what is even going on here there's one part where um where after these after some of Ava unit one's boogers have been flicked they they're flying towards ray who throws two tissues up in the air and the tissues capture them and then they fall and then it cuts to a wide and they fall into a waste paper basket in the middle of the school which then runs away you know like the waste basket has legs yeah because the waste basket has legs that sort of shit happens all the time um and I think maybe the second or third episode we watched, most of it is just Shinji uh, running away. I think he's running away from Ava Unit 1 when they first yeah. meet. Can I, the- can I read um, Wikipedia's description of it? Because it's written very funny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's Shinji. While walking to school, Shinji falls down a deep hole, leading to a cabin where Ava 01 is practicing fight moves. Embarrassed, Ava Unit 1 proceeds to chase Shinji. Each of them digs tunnels very fast as they chase each other through the ground. Possibly a reference to uh, Gainax's other series, Garen Lagan, um, which is another anime. Uh, they then start repeatedly popping their heads above the surface like rabbit, with Shinji contri- continuing to try to evade Ava 1. However, at the end, Shinji's head pops out the ground directly underneath Asuka, resulting in his getting a full view up her skirt. Shocked, Asuka jumps away, only to stand directly on top of Ava Unit 1's hull, giving Ava Unit 1 an unintended look right up her skirt. (laughs) Outraged, she flings them both across the schoolyard. Both are injured, but instead of continuing to fight, instead of continuing to fight Shinji, Ava One gives him a thumbs up salute, and then in brackets, at getting a look at Asuka's panties, which Shinji returns with a thumbs up back to Ava Unit One. Very funny. It is funny. That's <laughs> I, I messaged you and said this is the best use of sexualization of a fourteen year old in the, <laughs> in the in the Evangelion verse. That like. Yeah, she jumps away and then I, um, she's standing directly atop Ava Unit 1 and it, and it blushes. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> um, there's a great gag where um, Gendo, Shinji's dad, is depicted as like the principal, he's, yeah, he's the principal. In, in the school, but he doesn't uh, move from outside his desk for a lot of it and he just floats around like a man at a, at a, in a car made out of a desk. <laughs> and, and like, yeah, and then there's, a, there's another episode where there's a few at towards the end where you'll see like two episodes that cover the same event from from different perspectives <laughs> which is also like what is the point of this there's one where it's just all the main kid characters having to clean up a classroom but every time gendo leaves the room they start partying and it's it's repetitive to the point where it almost feels more like a screensaver than an episode of anything mm. like you know like you or like a family com- guy gig <laughs> yeah you leave your computer unattended or on idle for long enough and it just starts playing that animation but then a couple episodes later you get the to the view from gendo's perspective and um he's got a bouquet of flowers which he very disturbingly especially in in such pleasant child-friendly animation is wanting to give to um ray because of course he is in love with her yeah but also like yui's still alive in this yeah (laughs) in this uh, universe as well yui his wife shinji's mom yeah um 
but yeah, he's also weirdly in love with Ray. Creepy. And there's a there's an even worse like there's another episode that's just the four main kids dancing <laughs> and just doing a dance. And the four main thing. kids includes Ava Unit One, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's another one where it's um, Gendo spying on them, and you get him like filming um, Ray's crotch. Which is yeah. like, oh god, like if he was just filming her, it'd be like, I get the joke and I'm not dwelling on it yeah. too long. But he's it's so creepy. He gets beaten up by Masato for doing it. Mm. So, But even know. if he was like t- checking out AV Unit 1's crotch, it's like, you know, it's still funny. Like mm. I could still see that being in a kid's show. But like this is just like, whoa. Jeepers. <laughs> creepers. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's also there's a very funny one, uh, bit of animation that you sent to me. Uh, oh the yes, there's one episode where um, Shinji is at his desk and Ray chucks him a note, and it says after it says like after school, do you want to? There's no dialogue in the series, by the way. It's mm. all just sounds and writing. Um, and it's the the note says like after school, do you want to? And he's like freaking out. He's like, oh my god, does she want to make out or something? Um, yeah. and then he, he opens the rest of the note and it says like. What does it say? It's like... Well, it's, it's, it says after school is the first thing it says, and he opens the rest of it and says, um, you're needed in Principal Gendo's office. Yeah. And then um, his face contorts into an entirely different style of animation of just this grimacing old man. And I, and he, like, looks over at her, and it's very scary. I've never... I've, like, I feel like... I feel like I say this a lot. I feel like in a lot of the media I consume, not necessarily for the podcast, but it's probably come up on the podcast before, I'll be like, this feels like a dream. This feel, or this feels like a fever dream or something. But I've never watched something with so um, clear, like, analogous dream logic. Like, I've had dreams yeah, where right. someone's face just suddenly turns into a different face and shit like that. And, and that's what all of this is like, man. It is, it is, it is a crazy, crazy you know pack of little animations that people should definitely check out because some of it is just downright unbelievable yeah Uh, um there's another thing that does the animation in the last episode that that we watched which is another one that's um from two perspectives um so the the first one is like um shinji and ava one both ride up their little bicycles next to ray and then they both try and get her to go on the back of um their bikes and then cut to she's on the back of shinji's bike but then cut to their bike his shinji's bike with ray on it is on the back of ava unit one and then Asuka yeah. gets angry and um knocks them all over and then we find out why Asuka was angry and it's because um they initially were trying to get her on the back of their bikes and they saw ray and were like oh fuck this and mm. then went there so that's why she did it um but when it does it cuts to like what might just be a shot from the anime of like the 2d mm. animation style of her looking over her shoulder furious um yeah. and it's fun that i like when they played with the the animation like that mm. Yeah. Uh Kaworu is also appears in this series. He he's yeah. draped in a sheet like a ghost for a lot of the time and seems to want to die. Um in a few <laughs> episodes. He's like Don't we try, all. trying to get hit by an angel. Um and it is interesting that like stuff like the angels are part of this like despite it's supposedly being set in this alternate universe where the angels weren't a 
weren't a problem it's still <laughs> there's yeah. still like enough of a problem that in, in this series it's just no one really takes it as seriously well in this one they just they pop on their plug suits they don't have to get in a, into an ava but that mm. allows them to fight mm. that is true yeah i don't know what else to say like beyond just keep keep going over things that i thought was crazy about it i would say de- people should definitely watch this um mm. i'd be i'd be really interested to hear what people think <laughs> because i tell you what it's buck wild it's buck wild <laughs> <laughs> they should call this show buck wild evangelion mm. that's cool oh there's one episode it's called um it's called you're late where it just randomly opens with shinji walking through the desert and he's like really thirsty and then he finds a house and then he goes into the house um and he's pushed back by like this hand that comes out of the wall like it's like a mm. like a morphing out of the wall and then um then it turns into a scary face in a curtain and gets close closer to Shinji while he's screaming um and then the house fills with brown liquid um, and then a small cat walks out and tells him he can go into the room now. And he goes in there and finds a cello <laughs> <laughs> and starts to play the cello. And then all the other characters turn up playing violins. But, you know, as, like, as that's not follow. a story. That's a fucking dream someone had. Mm. That's a cheese dream. <laughs> this is, it's just so insane. I like. Are you going to use this for um, cheese dreams? I don't know if happening's still happening. Because well, hey, there's, always, there's going to be more lockdowns, mate. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, yeah, the, did you? Was the, um, uh, there's another one? It's like it's the, an, on our list. It's the one that was. Um, it's the first one that's like a minute long, and just at the end, it's like, "Hey, kids, don't eat batteries." Yeah, because Shinji <laughs> and Ava Unit One switch lunches, and Shinji's lunch is like a normal human lunch, and Ava Unit One's lunch is a set of batteries. <laughs> yeah, but just the fact—it's the only one that's like a PSA. Yeah, yeah, but it's what's—it's well, it's less than it's a PSA and more than it depicts a kid eating batteries. So it's like we should probably tell people not to do this, I guess. <laughs> mm. But it is just funny that it's like kids. Like you know the Scrubs PSA, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get get home, chuck on a movie, beat your kids. It's fun, right? Wrong. Don't beat your kids. <laughs> it's one of my favorite Scrubs jokes. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have anything else um, to say about Petite Eva Evangelion at school? Um, no. You, we could also check out a manga called Petite Eva Bokuda Tanken Dokokai which means Explorers Club. So maybe there's more to this mm. Petite Eva madness than we originally thought. Truly, truly a strange um, exploration into the extended world of, of Evangelion, which everyone who is excited about us covering it should check this out because it's even stranger. And, like, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm surprised that the actual IP is willing to take itself this silly mm. like this not seriously because like yeah it, it downright like disrespects things that happen in the actual show and yeah and it, it like does that. feel like how is hideaki okay with this yeah yeah <laughs> that's totally it um cool well hey everybody thank you for listening and um we'll see you next time on 
bloody uh, film franchise follow-ups where we're going to cover something spooky. And we'll something spooky? We'll hopefully get it out before the end of October. That's, that's what's great about having a themed month is we have to make sure everything does actually come out within that time period. Mm. Yeah, we should, oh, we should post the generic movie poll, podcast poll soon. We should. There you go. Generic yeah. spooky spook cast. Oh, generic spooky podcast. Mm. Nice. But it'll be, of course it'll be opto, Octoberic okay. um, movie podcast. Everyone who only pays $5 listening to this being like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Alright, goodbye everybody. Bye. All right, well, thank you for listening to those uh, Patreon sample packs. If you liked the sound of those or you like the idea of film franchise follow-ups, us revisiting an old franchise, head along to www.patreon.com slash where you can unlock not only uh, new episodes of that, but you will have access to the entire back catalogue of film franchise follow-ups. And we've been doing this for about three or four years now. So, you know, 20, 30, 40 episodes of that, series uh film franchise follow-ups available for five dollars a month over at patreon.com and uh you know for ten dollars a month as well you can subscribe and get the generic movie podcast where we cover just a film that you have voted on so uh yeah enjoy and then of course you know you are always welcome to join the one dollar tier as well where you'll be able to vote on every second franchise that we cover this is the last uh, for now of these patreon sample plaques the plan is that we are going to be back for over the next couple of weeks doing our most disappointing films of 2022 where we look back at the year that was in film and then we look forward to the films of 2023 with the dumbest looking films of 2023 and uh yeah as always you can uh, join the discord there'll be a link in the description below uh follow us on twitter instagram and yeah we're just cop off everywhere or you can email us at copposhermedia at gmail.com hope you enjoyed listening to this and we will be back with some fresh new content before you know it imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.